0: Hey everybody, I'm Thomas Franken. Welcome back to the College Info Geek Podcast. This is episode 45 and it is a special episode because I have a huge, freaking, big announcement for you. And if you've been on the newsletter for a while, you may have known this was coming, but my book, 10 Steps to Earning Awesome Grades, is finally done. It is on the website. If you want to get better grades, you can get your free copy over at collegeinfogeek.com book. I made an easy URL for you. And basically, I've been working on this book for months. It is a uh, over 100 page guide on basically how to make uh, your grades better with uh, less study time. So if you want to learn how to plan your week better, uh, eliminate procrastination, do better on group projects. There are a lot of different things that I cover in the book, 10 steps to be exact, actually. Um, So. Head on over to collegeandbookgeek.com slash book and grab yourself a copy. Let me know what you think. It is completely free, but just so you know, I will be using the download numbers from this free book to show publishers later on that there is a significant audience here. So they might want to, you know, accept my publishing uh, query letter or whatever they call that. I'm not sure, but so that's the big that's the big uh, announcement for this Monday. And there's another big announcement. And actually, my friend Andrew Fiebert from Listen Money Matters is here on line with me. This is the first time I've ever done <laughs> an intro with somebody on the line. So he's like laughing.
1: But oh, hello, Andrew. Oh hey, hey, hey you know, I didn't notice trying you there. to silently laugh <laughs> at your opening and not, you know, interject. But uh yeah, it's actually you're you're not just a single podcast man now. You're now like a a podcast man. Podcast um,
0: monogamy has been thrown to the wayside.
1: <laughs> Thomas is uh, coming on as uh, the new co- uh, new co host for season two of Listen Money Matters, and he's going to teach us about habits. He's going to teach us about money and uh, all kinds of good things. And how to grow a great beard. Exactly. I, so someone uh, tweeted me. Or I think it was a tweet or Facebook. They're like, all <laughs> like I, all of your co. You have like a beard fetish for your co hosts right? I'm like, yeah, yeah. Yep. <laughs> well, you got you're
0: growing one right now for yourself. See, Dude, you'd say I'm growing it, but
1: this is laziness. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is the candle up from both ends. Like no, yeah, said. we
0: can't call it laziness. This is just the what happens when you um, are scrambling to launch a second season of a podcast and get new art and everything up on iTunes in time, which we have done. But, <laughs> you know, since this isn't Listen Money Matters, maybe I should give people a little bit of an introduction as to what that is, if they haven't heard of it. But if you have listened to episode 21 of this podcast... I believe uh, I interviewed Andrew and also Matt, who is the previous co-host of Listen, Money Matters about personal finance and their own financial journeys. And it was I think it's one of the most popular episodes of the podcast really? ever. Yes. Um, and I've been over on your guys's podcast at least four times in Numerous the past, times. I think so. Yeah. yeah. So, in, uh, you in know, panels
1: <laughs> and solo episodes and
0: yeah. And so just to let you guys know, Listen, Money Matters was um, still is one of my favorite Personal finance podcast. It's probably my favorite one. And uh, I it, listen it was to it but every single morning. It, now that I'm like, on it, it's just, oh, you know, <laughs> I listen to not, my own you know? voice. <laughs> 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 but yeah, so Matt decided that he was passionate about some other things besides money. So he decided to focus on those things. And I have stepped into the co host role. So Monday, Wednesday, Friday over on ListenMoneyMatters.com, we're doing the podcast. Uh, as Andrew said, we'll be talking about personal finance, how to manage your money. Um, we'll be talking to lots of smart people on any topic you can think of. And we also answer questions on the show, just like we do for college info geek. So listen, matters at gmail.com is where you can go to ask questions. So check that out. Uh, this being Monday, the first episode of our new season is also out True so you bad. can head over to ListenMoneyMatters.com and listen to us over on that podcast <laughs> where we'll talk more about uh, why I'm moving over to that or not moving, but adding that podcast joining, to my plate, joining, the, joining team. the team over at LMM. And it, it's cool because we have like this this whole big team, right? You know, in our yeah, Slack, so, we have like, Laura, you know, I, your wife is helping me out. And then we got Anna, my girlfriend Anna, is helping. is <laughs> helping out.
1: We, we have uh, Candace. i I figured, uh... Who, far be it from me to think that I am the only expert in in money or, you know, that I know everything or that you know everything. You actually know quite a lot. Um, but, you know, we want to kind of source it from all the smart people to exactly, come yeah. and help us.
0: Yeah. So we're both money geeks, but we want to learn from other people who are geeks in other areas and smarter than us. And uh, we're also just trying to build a team, you know, and just make it more of a, a big group effort. So. More details about that are over on the Listen Money Matters podcast. And let me just roll quickly through the intro that I always do just for in case there's a new listener here. Um, I take questions on this podcast about college. So if you've got questions about studying or procrastination or how to find a job after college, anything like that, thomas at collegeinfogeek.com is where you can email those. And every month we do a reader QA episode slash let's play with my roommate and my girlfriend so we can answer those there. Um, I want to mention that I also do videos every single week. So over at collegeinfogeek.com slash videos, you'll find the YouTube channel where I'm talking about captivated study tips. by your videos.
1: <laughs> I, I have to admit I am studying intensely your videos. Some girls said <laughs> I
0: have beautiful eyes. Uh, the trick is you, you get the lights, right? So they just reflect off your eyes. And they make anyone's that, eyes beautiful. That's
1: it. That that must be it. It's just your eyes. Pull me in.
0: Yep. Just mesmerizing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that, that and the beard. It's, it's really bold.
0: Beards are great. So, yeah, beard growing tips are imminent. If you want to get this podcast delivered to the device of your choice every single Monday at 6 a.m. Central, then you can subscribe. The link to do that is in the show notes, which are over at CIGpodcast.com find the episode 45 link and i've got summary for whatever we talk about in this episode uh links to subscribe and link over to listen money matters so in this episode um i think it's going to be probably a shorter one but seeing as i just finished writing a book and andrew you wrote a book too right i did 20k words which was interesting so okay so so you wrote mastering mint Mm -hmm. which if you guys don't know mint is um a a tool for kind of Well, what is it? It doesn't like automate your finances, but it lets you kind of get an overview of all your your finances in one place.
1: So So, I kind of like to go more towards the automate your finances route because a lot of people don't know like what's going on in between like the alerts and and the budget and they actually have bill pay now. And um, so it's getting much more.
0: Oh, so they they actually have some tools where you can. So Mint will actually pay your bills for you now, too. Yeah. Oh, that's cool okay okay so there'll
1: be a version 2.0 of mastering mint that's gonna because it's like new it's i think it's like maybe two three months in gotcha okay
0: well hey so if you guys don't know mint is just basically a platform for monitoring your finances and apparently automating them and taking care of them now with their new features i've been using mint since 2011 probably long time um now it's I just have a Habit in Habit RPG every week to go in and check it and make sure that all my stuff is good so I can look at my credit card balance. I can look at my checking and savings balance and then my investment balances just to make sure everything's fine. Um, you can get really granular. You can track transactions. You can set budgets. You can do all sorts of cool stuff. And Andrew's book goes over all that stuff. But it's interesting that you said it's, your book is 20,000 words because right now my book is like 22,000. So yeah. <laughs> it looks like we, we kind of hit the same point. It's when when you're writing it. Yeah.
1: Like when you're writing it, it's very much because like you're laboring through it, you know, the chapters and editing and Mm -hmm. like every like word is, or every like, not like word, but I don't know, every 500 words is like a a win. You know what I mean? The fact that you actually were able to do that and it it has like some sort of coherent, you know, purpose. Yeah.
0: So I have a confession to make. I have been trying to write a book for a year and a half. And Wait, did you start a year and a half ago? So the, the one that I'm releasing today, I mm-hmm. started um, probably a few months ago. But Before that, I had this idea about a book called Hacking Productivity, which is going to be focused entirely on productivity related topics. And I had that idea in June of 2013 and I didn't get the book done. In fact, I I flew to Austin, Texas. I went to this conference called Finish Up Weekend because a friend of mine, Josh Long, actually finished a book at the first annual Finish Up Weekend. And I was like in one weekend in one weekend. Uh, I can't remember which book it was because he had written this book called Execute before that. And then he, he finished another book there. But by the
1: way, just so I understand, this is just a huge group of just really dirty, stinky people <laughs> eating like pizza, right? <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. But, well, no, it, it's Texas. So uh, tacos and stuff. But you're basically oh, right. Lots of creative people. Yeah. The first year it was cool. We met at this like really warehouse looking co-working facility and it was really cool. Like everyone just just work through the night. We all stayed there like all night. I learned how to program iPhone apps that first year. And Josh finished his book. So I go home and over do the course you of the still next. still know how to program iPhone apps? Well, you know, I don't know because I learned objective C and now it's what, it's like swing, right? Or something like that. Well, I think you could still do both. But, oh, can you? Okay.
1: But... No, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to sidetrack it, <laughs> but now I have like the gears turning. I'm like, ah, oh, go on.
0: I want to say I deleted uh, xcode from my mac because it was just taking up so much space and i was I like know, oh i can finish it later and while i would like to build an iphone app for college of New York, eventually um objectively the app that pat Flynn's development team made for his site is great and he's like mentioned the possibility of it becoming something that you could buy eventually or really or, or like license so is it worth building something on my own when that thing is so slick and works so well? I'm not sure. So uh, mm. it, that's very, very back burner. But I did learn from Treehouse how to build a very simple block Raider iPhone app and passed a, uh, a independent study course doing that. But anyway, I came home and over the next year, I didn't make very much progress at all in this book. So the second year around, I go to Austin. This was 2014 in February, I want to say, with the intent of doing what Josh had done. Writing an entire book in a weekend. And I think I got like (laughs) 2,000 words done. (laughs) Like, not worth (laughs) the money I spent talking to everyone,
1: just like hanging out.
0: Yeah, I met some cool guys like uh, Matt Jarrett. He was on the podcast. I met him there. So, you know, it was fun. I ended up hanging out with my friend Alex. Um, You know, I don't like regret the trip, but I definitely did not write an entire book (laughs) in a weekend. Um,
1: Well, you know what? Maybe it's like a sign. Maybe everyone comes and downloads your free book, cranks up your numbers, and then you could have like Penguin pay you to write this book. Right. So,
0: yeah. So there's the thing, like when uh, when you have a traditionally published book that you're writing, you have a deadline Mm. and you have to you have to work off that. But with self-publishing, there was no deadline. Uh, I never came out and formally said hacking productivity will be available at this date or this time. And then we got really busy redesigning College Info Geek, which took a ton of my time. It was an insanely complex project. Uh, and I even I put the cover of the book in the design and said, when it comes out, you'll get a copy. But I never like put a hard release date. And <laughs> so so you <laughs> have never lied. got written, right? And it, it, I yeah. felt really dumb because I was like, wow, I'm writing a book on productivity and Obviously, I'm not productive enough to finish the book, <laughs> but a book turns out to be an entirely different beast than blog posts, right? Mm.
1: Because but this was posts. before you you got into the whole habit game and like you really right. became consistent.
0: Yep. Yeah, so exactly. So if, if
1: anything, like now you should go back to the book and you could actually add insights.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, that's yeah, funny because um, I, I fancied myself a pretty productive person before I got into Habit RPG and all this stuff. Now I look back and I was like, I was not productive at all. You know, I was able to write some pretty big articles. But compared to now, mm, one year ago, Tom was pretty lazy. So actually, it's probably a good thing that I didn't write the book. But uh, when I interviewed Cal Newport back in 35, I believe, episode 35, he was uh, we, we got to chatting after the interview. and He was like, you should consider getting this uh, traditionally published or trying to. Because I think you have the platform to do it. And I'm like, okay, that's opening new avenues I'd never considered. Uh, but I've been publishing or promising this book to my subscribers for so long. So that's where the idea for 10 Steps came out of. I was like, I could write 10 Steps. It would be, you know, it would be a pretty short book. It has ballooned to 20,000 words. But I, I'm still going to release it for free. It's out now. So, uh, and hopefully people love it. Put a lot of TLC into it. But... What ended up working for me is saying it's going to come out at this date, you know, January 5th, and then creating a habit and habit rpg to write 500 words a day no matter what so which i did so, so this
1: is what i want to know thomas because i think one it, it, obviously the the biggest and possibly hardest part is actually getting your ass in the seat to just start <laughs> yep like and like, it's not like just start like on day one it's start on day one start on day two and like keep starting every day mm-hmm. but once like you get i mean the process is much like bigger than that. I mean, right. There was obviously some like CEO mode to, to steal a fizzle concept. Mm-hmm. Like how did you kind of start before you actually wrote? Yeah. So,
0: um, and I like to call this planning mode versus robot mode because mm-hmm. when a robot just executes on instructions, but you have to plan them out. So being the <laughs> programmer of sorts and it actually was a pretty organic process um, I have an Evernote, I, I have a bunch of different notebooks for College of Geek. And I think I had just in the Hacking Productivity uh, notebook, I had written one like possible grade guide. And then I just wrote down a bunch of ideas. And eventually at the bottom, I was like, what if it was called 10 Steps to Earning Awesome Grades? I, I made a bullet list of 10 points and then tried to brainstorm 10 different sections that could be in a grade guide. And then under that, I just added in more sub bullet points. Like I could cover this, 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 this. Eventually, that just got ported over to Byword, which is a markdown writing app. And mm. I just started. At that point, I just started filling it in. So I would just so so, so real quick.
1: Like when you when you went to do the book, um, you you had like a, a high level concept. Where yeah. You would like you were just like I want to do this like grand thing, but you had like no idea like what would be involved, like what the chapters would be, and you kind of dove in and broke it into like small manageable pieces
0: yeah exactly um let me see if I can find it oh okay so it was going to be called the ultimate checklist for getting better grades at first Mm -hmm. and uh, I have another checklist called the personal branding checklist and I think it's like 30 pages maybe if that so I was like maybe it'll be that long it'll just be a checklist and then I just started writing down all these ideas all these different sections I could um cover and then I wrote down the 10 steps and the 10 steps ended up ballooning to there's probably like six or seven sub bullets in each one of those. So there's just this big Evernote thing. So really, it was just like a big blown up table of contents at first, which I'm, is that what you did for Mastering Mint too?
1: Yeah, same. And, and I think like it, it was like this is what I wanted to be. And I was pretty certain that it was like. Perfect and exactly what it needed To be and then after chapter Two it changed and then like after <laughs> Chapter five it changed and then Things were removed and added so It, it definitely evolved And I think yeah. like And sometimes it's like there's a chapter in there Like you're just like I just don't want to Write that I just don't I can't <laughs> do that
0: <laughs> Dude yeah totally agree They're swap it with something easier Or you know I, I kept all the chapters um, Like all the all the steps are Exactly as I planned them out But there are certain things that were removed, like certain sub bullets and some that were added. So and I think eventually you just get to the point where you're like, I need to release this and maybe this section isn't all that valuable. So let's Mm. let's leave it out. Uh, So I think there's a there's a prediction up here and it's like 10,000 words um, or no, the first goal was 5,000 words. And then I think it went up to 10,000 words, 1,000 per chapter. And then I started writing and I was like, I have a lot more to say than that. So. That's where we get the 20 to 25K words. I need to check it again. But yeah. Um, Damn. So my question is, uh, this is taking me a few months to finish. Mm-hmm. How long did it take you to write Mastering Mint?
1: So mine took me uh, about a month and a half. But, oh, really? Uh, okay. I, yes. But but I think the thing is uh, where I was with Listen Money Matters versus where uh, – and. I think because you've been writing this pretty frequently where you were with College Info Geek, you had a much more ambitious publishing schedule just Mm. in terms of content and what you do. And uh, it was still pretty early with Listen Money Matters. And we were only doing like one podcast episode a week and like maybe one post a week between two people. So I would literally just take like three or so days a week and just do like an entire day at the coffee shop. I would get there first. I'd be in like the corner, like tight back. So there's like no one around me and just, yeah. So I I think I just put a lot of time and like front loaded it.
0: Okay. Yeah. And so that makes sense. So really it was like your kind of daily schedule was go to work. Um, and then, so did you write this on weekends? Cause you were still working five days a week at iHeart, right? like at Uh, the building?
1: I actually, this was before I was at iHeartRadio. I wrote it uh, when I was at Barclays, and I was working from home two days a week. And Mm. it was like, working from home, wink, wink, wink. Like, (laughs) (laughs) basically writing a book. (laughs) Okay.
0: Okay, so you had a lot more time. And so, yeah, that, what you mentioned, the publishing schedule, that was a huge challenge. Because making a video, an article, and a podcast every week has been having me working from I get up at 6, I do my morning routine Start working at 8 A lot of nights I don't quit working until like 9 Or 10 um, And and it's, I'm not 100% Like efficient, so I, I don't want to like put forth this image That I'm just like 100% On the entire day Because I'm not, but uh, I would end up writing sometimes At 10 because I'd spent the whole day Editing video or, or interviewing people Or whatever it may be And sometimes I would get to the point where like I was out in the living room and like obliged to watch a movie with people. So I'd pull out my phone and write my 500 words in drafts and then send it to Evernote. (laughs) Just just get the words written. Right. And sometimes the words like they were crap and I had to axe a bunch of them later, but I had to without fail, do the five. At least
1: like thoughts that like you got thoughts down. Yes. And you know what? Like if you, uh, it's almost like just getting the sentences out are harder than like coming back and like tightening it up, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Just, just kind of blah onto the paper, like brain right. dump.
1: I think it's funny that I, I, I like, I'm very similar where right? I can't leave well enough alone. It's like right when you have like, you're at, like max capacity of the things you could do, then you <laughs> add like five more things that you have to do. And you're like, well, what do I do? You know, then you're like, let's become a host of another podcast. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And write a book. Yes. That sounds like a great idea.
0: <laughs> so the, the scary thing is if, uh, you know, I go to a publisher and they do accept the proposal. It's like. Let's add another book project on here. So one of my big concerns for 2015 is I have to get a lot more efficient with everything, basically. So and I've been working on that. I have some uh, some tricks I've been implementing into Premiere Pro so I can edit a lot faster and those kind of things. So hopefully it should be manageable. <laughs> you know what I
1: found? My, what the greatest trick for me has been. OK, what? delegating. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh, don't I know it. And so shout out to uh Laura and Meg both because they're on my team now and I've been delegating to them and oh man. Just the weight comes off my shoulders like, "Oh, I don't have to edit the podcast. I don't have to find guests. People are doing that for me. Oh man, all I got to do is pay them money. It's like cheating." I know right (laughs) I'm still getting over my like my perfectionism and just the DIY mindset I think it's useful for a long time but eventually you get to the part where you cannot scale everything you're doing and you know you and I are kind of the both of the kind of people that just take on too much I don't know if you saw it it's like a way of
1: life something
0: (laughs) I don't know if you saw but like Tim Ferriss is hiring an editor and his uh, his list of qualifications, like described me to a T and I was like, I have to do this. Hmm. How can I fit it in with LMM and College of Geek and everything? I like I halfway filled out his application and I was like, wait a minute. I don't have time for this. <laughs> like, I don't know. I, I feel like I just wanted to see if I could even get accepted, but didn't even think about the actual work you'd have to put in to do that. On top of everything else, just, it wouldn't be possible.
1: You know, I've I've done that a lot. Like almost as like an ego boost. Like, well, at least I'm good enough to do this. Yes. But I, I kind of can't. But then, like, you have to think you're trying to be ruthlessly efficient. And how many hours did you waste filling out the form, interviewing with him? And exactly. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's tough to tough to say no.
0: I almost wish I could like have him tell me like if my application would have been good enough or not. But then, like, I just had to ask myself, do I actually have 23 hours in a week now? No. Am I willing to sacrifice what I'm doing? No. Like, the actual work of his job that he was posting was a lot of the work I had already delegated away from myself. So, like, why would I take that on? Dude, I saw, someone your, uh, else?
1: I saw your stats post of, like, where you were, your goals, and, like, mm-hmm. where you, you went. And uh, the consistency is, is blowing your stuff up, man. Like, I definitely think you should, like double down because yeah I mean damn dude your stats are looking pretty damn sexy
0: yeah it's it's insane you know i was like i hope i can hit 85,000 page views a month um and it's like double that now so, <laughs> so <laughs> it's insane i, I actually
1: want to know because uh writing 20,000 words is crazy so now i want to know I want you now to tell us how crazy you, you really are. What, what's your goal with the book? Like, did you write it just for, like, posterity, you know, or <laughs> like? <laughs> I wrote
0: the book um, for a few reasons. The first reason is as a student, when I started college right for freshman year, as a student, I didn't care much for my classes. Like, I did well in them, but I was so focused on internships and extra experience and just like general efficiency and stuff like that that I had this college blog, but I wrote mostly on career, finance, extracurriculars, all that kind of stuff. I barely wrote on how to get better grades. Like, I went back through the archives the other day and I was like, you know, when I was a student, I wrote an article on how to do better on finals, like how to prepare for that. And I was like, it for studying and like actual. Mm you know, the questions I get asked, like how do you study math? How do you review textbooks? That kind of stuff. I never wrote on that. Do you think and you were
1: so good? I think I just didn't care. granted, uh,
0: maybe. So, you know, I, I majored in business, so you know, um, you know, my major was challenging but not incredibly challenging. And I just put a lot more focus on part-time jobs, on internships, everything else, the blog, and I think that naturally came out in my writing. And what I'm realizing now is most students want content on how to study better, right? Like, they love the stuff that's extra to that. But there needs to be like a core body of this is how you study. This is how you do better in your actual (laughs) classes, what you're paying for. (laughs) So I tried to focus on that a lot last semester with my videos. But I also wanted to write the book. Um, I know I'd been promising a book for a long time. I actually intended to sell hacking productivity, but I wanted to make this one free if I was gonna have a you know, published book for sale eventually. Mm. So, and also, uh, it's just a way to grow the newsletter so people can get the book, then they're on the newsletter, and I can sort of uh, you know, have a dedicated audience for the new things I create. So when I make videos and blog posts every week, I can send that out and keep people updated, which it's awesome for me to know there's an audience that can see that, and that's really the big goal um, I'm thinking if I have you know, if I have that book and I have, if I have a dedicated book on studying and grades, that can also basically solidify my position as a college expert who knows a lot about academics as well. Right. Because I did, I just never wrote about it that much. So I guess that's so, really the goal with the book.
1: <laughs> so so I want to maybe maybe extract uh the gold out because I, I think like you you have like all these these like strategic goals, but I, I think uh the core of it maybe so, so the the core of it, I think, is you want to give away something free to the people who really like what you do and have, like, taken the extra step to subscribe. They want, like, more Thomas, more exclusive. And so it, it's one thing, I think, to give it away. But I think that – I mean, um, it's one thing to, you know, create a thing. But the, the giving it away and not asking for money is that really tough thing that – very few people actually do, mm. and most of the stuff that's out there, you know where you subscribe and you'll get like this three page pamphlet thing, and some dude like lobbed it together in a weekend, but um to put twenty k words in to something or give away to the people who like really love what you do like that's fucking passion dude that's awesome, and I think that's why the people subscribe i mean well it's, thanks it's, man. it's kind of a big deal. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it was funny because
0: it just ballooned into this really, really big project. And the book is of a size now where you could legitimately print it out and have it on a shelf. But I don't know, like, yeah, I guess I guess you're right. It's always been hard for me to, like, think about charging money for things I make it, uh, to students. It at shows least. where
1: your loyalties lie. You know what I mean? If if your loyalty sits with your bank account or if your loyalty <laughs> sits with your audience.
0: Right. And to be and, clear, um, like I have clear financial goals. I want to make money. Uh specifically I want to eventually get to ninety K a year, which I mm-hmm. think we'll do a we'll do a this financial life episode over on Listen Money Matters and we'll I'll yeah. get all into my goals because they are very granular and written down. Um also, so like, also
1: just to say like we can discuss my <laughs> compensation for bringing that up later. It's, it's <laughs> <cool>. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see on a free book you get a approximately free.
0: Three <laughs> percent. What is fifty percent of nothing?
1: Ah, <laughs> uh, damn it! Well, you get all the prestige. No, no I really do right? think it's
0: awesome. I'm sorry. Yeah, you get all the prestige, right? I'll give yeah. you half the prestige. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm playing Crusader Kings Two at the moment, and like prestige is one of the one of the point values you have to get as a monarch. In your oh my god, that game is incredibly complex.
1: Uh, so what game is this?
0: It's called Crusader Kings Two. Uh, it's and on you, Steam,
1: and you're running a monarch like a kingdom.
0: Yeah, so it's I'm not it's not like Total War. It's not like Total War where you actually go down and like do RTS stuff with with mm-hmm. soldiers and troops. It's uh, the entire game takes place on a giant map of Europe and like Eurasia, and mm-hmm. uh, you are a monarch of, or not always a monarch. You're basically just a person who rules something. You could be like a mayor of a province, all the way up to being a king, and um, it's all like historically accurate, so most of the major characters are actual characters from history. The events that p- take place are based in history, so the game is almost what, what like a giant history? history lesson. Is it like
1: Wrath of Khan? You know, no, it's right
0: before that. So the game starts. The vanilla game starts in 1066, I want to say, and generally goes up to right around 1200, I want to say. So mm. you're getting close to Khan. Um, I believe eventually the Mongols are a factor, but where I am right now, it's still like 1070. Um, there's a ton of DLC and expansion packs, and I think there's one that you can get that starts you back in 867, which like further breaks up the map into so many more smaller provinces. So it makes things it looks like chaotic. Pangea back then, right? It's not it's just quite like one big continent. <laughs> back. Then. I think continental <laughs> drift is a little bit slower than that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> but it's really cool because what you do is, uh, you're like, oh, let's see here you you manage your family tree you like arrange marriages you go to war you create you know you uh, you manage your vassals and you raise levies and all sorts of everything that a king would do uh, there's like intrigue and plots and assassination attempts and those sort of, sort of stuff and so once you actually go to war the algorithms take care of it for you based on the probabilities and, and stats of everything and what I've heard is it takes. Wait, about, wait, wait,
1: let me guess. You spend you spend most of your time focusing on managing the family tree and marriages, right? A lot of it, <laughs> yes.
0: Or, really, or like you managing do that. Managing plots, uh, managing your tech trees, managing um, intrigue and in, in politics, law systems. Basically, everything that goes wow. into running a kingdom, like you, you manage, and it's all about like the relations between people and all that, all that kind of stuff. So. What I've heard is it takes about eighty hours to really know what you're doing in the game, <laughs> so like the like double the length of a normal normal RPG. So better or
1: worse than Civ Five?
0: <laughs> Probably more time, I think. Really? Yeah, I, I think. Oh my god! Don't tell my wife I'm going to check this game out. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's like I haven't seen Andrew for a month. I don't know where he went.
0: <laughs> they haven't published a podcast in like six months. All their sites <laughs> are. Just, what? Are they, oh, they're just. Living as kings and crusader kings, too.
1: <laughs> but, but his family tree is excellent and yeah. he executed on a lot of paid marriages. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Setting up anti popes, you know, the works. Uh, so I'm trying to learn that right now. It's, it's pretty fun. So that's like, it's funny. That's what I do to relax at the moment. And it's almost like a history class. <laughs> but it's cool. It's actually getting me into history more. That and uh, hardcore history, which we talked about on an episode of LMM. Um, Oh,
1: dude, I love that. Which I
0: realized today, I went back and listened to the the recent episode that you guys did on your favorite podcasts and books and everything, and you mentioned Hardcore History, and you mentioned the Mongol series, and like, having listened to it now, oh my god.
1: I know, because dude, the 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 guy is just so epic, Yeah, And just the way that, like, Dan Carlin, like, when he gets on the mic, he gets, like, angry and, like, into it, and, you know... I would, like, take it from the shower in the morning to the commute at work, like, through work and home, and I'd still be, like, within the series. It was, like, incredible.
0: It's amazing. Like, yeah, like, four-hour podcast episodes, and he does, he gets really intense, (laughs) like, Genghis Khan and the Mongols. Destroy everyone! <laughs> Smash the armies of the Turks.
1: <laughs> I-, I can imagine when he's done recording like a, a series, like Khan Like his entire office is destroyed. Like, he just like knocked over his bookshelf, like flipped his desk. <laughs> he's just
0: drenched in sweat. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Oh man! Oh, uh, but it is it is some amazing some amazing podcast episodes, uh, and I will willingly pay for the ones that he's got behind the paywall once I finish yeah. the current series. Uh, I'm doing the Thor's Angels one right now, mm. and then I'm going to move into the World War One series. So yeah, I'm, I'm stoked about that. We have totally gotten off topic, but it's okay.
1: <laughs> Speaking of books, so it's podcasts, about and
0: games, podcasts, games, books. So yeah, um, I guess uh, I had one question. Did you have like a daily writing habit for your book, or did you just sort of do it when you could?
1: Um, I've I've been. Pretty undisciplined, and actually, that's one of the things I'm excited about with you coming to listen. Money matters, and I I usually like when when I get like um, I'm like I'm like literally like studying you. I'm hoping to learn a lot, and I think I can learn a lot from you because. Uh, I really fail on the habit sense. I'm very unpredictable. So, like, mm. I would be writing and I would be, I would do like, you know, because I would be from home like Tuesday and Thursday. So, back then, so I would write Tuesday, like all day. I'd write Thursday all day. And then maybe like, you know, all I'd write all weekend. But then the next week, I would do nothing, mm. you know, and then the following week, instead of it kind of like being on my mind and, you know, just picking up where I left off, it's like, um, very similar to like programming where like I'm so far removed at this point. It takes me like an 30 minutes to an hour just to get like back into the book before I could even start writing again. So mm, yeah. if I did it, yeah, if I did it again, I would do something like what you did, where even if it was only 500 words, like at least I'm always touching it. And it's like on my mind.
0: Yeah, you know? exactly. Cause I mean, if you think about it, at that rate, like within a month, you have 15,000 words. So yeah. it, you know, it might not be 15,000 words that you're going to keep, but it's on paper. Um, so it, it's it's good and it's done. One thing I wanted to know is that's kind of the nature of these big projects, right? Because, mm. you know, um, if you're a student, you can relate because you have deadlines, you have due dates and everything. And for me, when I put myself on this strict publishing schedule, like podcasts come out Monday. Articles come out Tuesday, videos come out Thursday, they gotta be done. There's time right. pressure. But with the book, it's like, there's a month until I'm publishing, and I haven't even really announced that I'm gonna publish yet. So, yeah, and, you know? So and that, I think, that's
1: a weird thing with setting a deadline. I almost feel like when you set a deadline in the future, I, I, I worry it's like a self sabotaging thing. Mm. You know? I
0: think the combination of the habit to do daily, consistent work, so you're actually staying on a schedule with it and also right. having a deadline helps because you know i got i got my 500 words done uh, every single day but really like this day like two days before the books publishing a lot of work went into it because there was that time pressure and i'm like i gotta get it out tomorrow there's no there's because with the 500 words a day thing you could be like oh i'm really not feeling it today i'll just write 500 words and i know it's not gonna be good but Mm. the 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 days leading up to it you're like okay now i gotta polish now we gotta make sure it's all ready to go i'm gonna put the hours in and make sure it's done
1: do you do like write and then like you know maybe the following day polish write polish or do you write like a whole chapter and then have like a day where you're just like reviewing that chapter like how do you how do you break it down well for
0: this one um all the all the chapters were broken into subsections so i would just like try to write one subsection a day which is kind of why it got as long as it did because i would i would like pour my 500 words into one subsection and then realize that like I had planned out five subsections for a chapter. So the chapter becomes 2,500 words instead of a thousand. Um, you know, I, I think from four years of blogging um, for most subsections, it's it's easy enough for me to write something the first time around. That's going to be pretty good. Final draft wise. So
1: you've written enough where like 500 words, like accidentally come out of your like fingers, you know, <laughs> you just like you like slip and 500 words are there.
0: Yeah, that's kind of how it is. Cause I go into it being like, okay, I have 500 words. I'm probably going to fill out two subsections. And then I'd start with one. And all of a sudden, like the ideas start coming and I'm like, Oh, eh, this is now 600, 700 words in one section, which some sections of the book are just a lot more detail got poured into it than I thought would happen. So that's the thing. Another thing I did, um, for a few sections was when I'd be driving, I would just pull out the iPhone voice recorder and like dictate my ideas of a chapter. Ah. Which, so it's almost like a podcasting the chapter out and then I'd come like listen to it later and just write an outline in my notebook and then write from there. So that's where the most of the content from the studying chapter came from.
1: So going in, I mean, like you, you were going to write this book, you know, it's going to be 10 chapters. You had like a rough idea of what you wanted to do. So going in, you know, rosy vision, you're going to do this thing. <laughs> and then like slogging through it, getting probably beat to shit. Um, and, and I already know, like we're recording this before and, it, and it's technically not done, but I trust that you'll finish it. It'll be done. Um, yep. So, 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 so from the beginning, it's like slogging through it till the end. What was like the, the biggest misconception you had? Like about this whole thing, like what surprised you? I think it's you know how big it got because I really
0: expected myself to to have a hard time getting it to even 10k, and hmm. then you look at like your draft and it's like twenty thousand words, and I, I have sections that aren't done yet, and I feel like I can't just let those go because I want to have like a comprehensive, like good amount of meaty content for every step. You know, I don't, I I don't want to like say cop though out that.
1: <clears throat> This is the seasoned writer Thomas telling telling us, and I, I am not nearly as seasoned of a writer as you, and I'm going to imagine that most people aren't. So, for someone who is not so, where it doesn't come so easy to them to write, like what what would you tell them? I mean, I don't even know what to ask because I, I'm just not as prolific as you. I, I don't know. So I guess you know uh, the, the the shitty first drafts concept really
0: helps. And I, what I found really helps as well is to write in a format that is not going to be final. Um, so for me, that meant I wrote so most like, try to not be perfect. Well, that but also writing a different tool. So um, like notes would be written down on notebook paper or Evernote, And then when I got down to writing, I wrote most of the book in byword, which is just a very bare bones markdown writing app for the Mac. Um, once that was all done, I ported everything over into Scrivener, which is like the big, huge author's toolbox where you can actually compile your eBooks and and do all the granular formatting. But I found that if I tried to write in there straight, I would be concerned with the formatting and all the little tiny details as I was uh, writing, which hinders it's like your writing progress. writing like an essay
1: in Microsoft Word where you're yeah. fighting with the like margins. For half the time, and
0: yeah, and if you're worried about huh, your a formatting point. and all the little detail and stuff, it hinders your ability to just pour the words out, which you need to get done. And once those are done, you can polish them up as needed.
1: So, do you, do you have any like um, like visual aids or
0: images in the book? There are some. There were going to be a lot more, and then I realized mm-hmm. that uh, specifically the EPUB format for like iPads and Kindles not super great for images, especially vertically tall images, which I had ideas for a good amount. So the book is it's, it's mostly text. There are some aids, and then I've linked to videos I've created that have a lot of the images. So, like, for example, the note-taking uh, section, I talk about my five note-taking systems that you can try out. Um, and then I just said, like, check out the video where I actually have uh, diagrams and examples of all five of these. So people can check that out. Um, there are some images for like parts that I thought were really pertinent. Like there are some formulas like the, the uh, the study time equation or the procrastination equation. Those are in the book in the actual, so, like written when down. you're
1: writing in byline, which is like stripped down and I'm imagining that images are, are not even accepted in there. Mm. So <clears throat> would you be like writing and they're like, okay, I want an image here. And would you like pause and get the image and something or like, mm-hmm. how would you, because that's, that's like an interruption.
0: So Byword can't even put an image in there. So all I would do is just enter, uh, bracket, all caps, picture of procrastination equation or picture of uh, daily plan or something like that. Mm. And then I would just keep writing. So later on, I can go through it, easily see these giant all caps lines in brackets. As part of
1: like your editing process. Or yep.
0: So I would just delete wow. that out, drag the picture in, size it and be good to go. And I ended up uh, removing a lot of the picture references just because I started to realize if you're on a Kindle and there's a ton of pictures, you're going to have a bunch of these like mostly blank pages because Mm. the picture didn't fit beneath the text. It's supposed to go beneath. So, um, yeah, it's I think it's uh, it's a mistake that's going to come to many people who are used to writing blog posts with a lot of images because on a blog, it's just scrolling on a screen and then when you move over to books you you realize people are reading these on e-readers, uh, Kindles, stuff like that where you turn pages and that doesn't lend itself to images quite as well. So, and I I now can see why Matt wrote his book specifically for iBooks. Hmm. Because the iPad, you know, you can you can format iBooks files to bring up images and do interactive stuff and you can't do that on a Kindle. So,
1: yeah I guess it's like the modern day um do I really need to design my website for Internet Explorer? Do I even <laughs> want people using Internet Explorer to see my website? like yeah, you know? so in in some ways, the content has to fit the medium. Mm.
0: you know, I can't put a video. I can't Im- like be embedding a video in a Kindle because nobody's gonna watch a video in their Kindle. so I can link to one, but I'm not gonna like, oh, watch the video below like I would in a blog post.
1: <laughs> <laughs> true true so you so you've you've written this thing. We're recording this before you publish. So we don't know if it's going to be a massive blockbuster hit that puts you on the charts or if it launches (laughs) to crickets. I mean, we'll find out. And then maybe there's the best time to ask the question. What was the greatest thing that you've gotten out of doing this? Being that like no one's yet seen it.
0: I think just the feeling of accomplishment. Well, I think two things, the feeling of accomplishment that I finally got a book written like that's been on my impossible list forever. Right. And Mm. I've, I've written 14,000 word blog posts in the past and I'm like, I can't, I can't finish a book. Why? You know? And <laughs> I think I, it all comes back to with the blog posts. I'm like, Oh, I'm going to publish it. You know, I get that little bit of like, Oh yeah, I published it. Yay. And then with a book, you don't get that for so long because you have to keep it under wraps and publish it and all mm-hmm. that stuff. So I'm just really happy that I was able to finally get it done, but also just releasing something substantial, like of that nature, to people and knowing that it's going to be helpful. Like it's just, it's a little bit more special than a blog post, you know? Mm. So we'll see what happens. You know, I'm, I'm not expecting it to just go crazy and beyond New York times bestseller <laughs> or something, but I hope it is a compelling reason for people to keep following the, the blog and everything like that.
1: Well, I do want to say I think a prerequisite for the best seller list is that it has to like sell for a price. That's <laughs> That's probably true.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, um I guess that was a that was a pretty good episode for this. Uh so hey guys, if you want to hear more of us bantering, head on over to listenmoneymatters.com and our first episode is up there and then Wednesday and Friday we'll be releasing the next ones and onward from there, 3 days a week. So you'll have more of me in your ears if you want it every single week, <laughs> approximately four times more than uh, you're currently getting. So hopefully you enjoyed this banter session about book writing. <laughs> uh, once again, the book is available at collegeinfogeek.com book. Just sign up for the newsletter and I will send you your copy right away. There's a PDF format if you want to read it on your computer. There's also EPUB and Kindle editions uh, and I'll have instructions on how to get them over onto your devices pretty easily. So just go there and once again, um, questions, thomas at Anything about studying, careers, money, what, what have you, email them over. If it's something uh, especially about money, I might kick them over to Andrew and we'll get them answered on that podcast depending on... On my workload and everything. Uh, And if you want to find the best resources for college students, ways to save money on your textbooks, uh, tools I use to get work done and have used as a student, collegeinfogeek.com slash resources. Also on my little outro checklist, I wanted to mention that uh, the Habit RPG Guild is up to like 80, 90 members now.
1: Dude, we talked last week and then <laughs> you've added like twenty members. Or I know, something. right?
0: It's insane. Uh so we're really we're really growing it over there. So if you want to start building some strong habits and have fun and interact with lots of other College of Geek readers, then the guild is right now the place to do it.
1: But let me ask you, Thomas, like why why would I ever want to join? Why why shouldn't I just go it on my own? Uh because you know what? I'm a lone wolf oh you know, every lone... man's an island. That <sighs>
0: you can be a lone wolf if you want man but uh the the guild's cool because we've got a chat room so if you've got any questions or you want any support motivation uh you want to meet more motivated people i always respond to people in the chat room so actually you know at the moment and this may change with some secret projects i'm working on but at the moment the best place to get a response from me anywhere is the habit rbg guild like i try to respond to tweets i respond to emails sort of timely but since I have a habit to check the guild twice a day, I always respond. And th- it's like chat, so it's not like So verbose, the closest like, you know.
1: access I have to your brain is if I join this guild. It's like, yeah, it's like the best way to almost hug me, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but but the, the, maybe the real question is, if I join the guild, can I have your book for free? Uh, you can have my book for free, whether or not you join
0: the guild. <laughs> but the guild is fun Also we have challenges in the guild Which I'm pretty excited for um, And I've been taking ideas from readers On challenges we can do we've done, we've done a read everyday challenge We've done a meditate everyday challenge Which I am sticking with both of those And they've helped me immensely Right now we have a cold shower challenge going which I've also – I've taken 30 days of cold showers so far.
1: Finally hit the 30-day mark. Dude, what's the whole thing with cold showers? Like why, why are they better than hot showers? So it's funny. We've talked about cold hot showers, showers in the Hot showers are way more comfortable.
0: That, that's the point. So we live in America, right? And we're comfortable most of the time, right? Mm. But like writing a book is uncomfortable. Uh, you know, doing a big homework assignment uh-huh. is uncomfortable. So – and turning – your shower handle to cold is uncomfortable. And it's also like the easiest, most binary decision you make on a daily basis between comfort and, and deliberate uncomfortable situation. So I'm like, I'm going to embrace being uncomfortable. Sometimes I'm going to like start building this grit. So later on, when it's like, I don't want to write my book or something like, well, I chose to be uncomfortable in the shower this morning and I didn't die, you know, (laughs) I didn't have to you know, fight that, that tigers or anything, very much,
1: that <laughs> ties very much into your, uh, I don't want to do it video or mm-hmm. it's just about like, you know, yeah. it's just an excuse. This, you know, I don't feel like it
0: mindset, you know, let's start building this ability for you to say, I don't feel like it, but I'm going to do it anyway. I don't feel like walking into this ice cold shower, but I'm going to do it anyway. You know, it's really, it's, it's not easy to do, but it's easy to make the decision. Like turn it this way instead of this way. So we did that. Uh, That challenge is currently going, and one person will get one gem. Uh, If you don't play the game, gems don't mean anything to you, but it's in there. (laughs) The guild is fine. You can find the guild over at collegeinfogeek.com slash guild to get over there. That's all we have for this week. Um, I think next week is going to be one of those Q&A episodes, so stick around for that. And until then, stay cute. (laughs) Thanks for listening to the College Info Geek podcast grow your brain even
1: more at www.collegeinfogeek.com.